The Midweek Muscle Podcast. Midweek. The Midweek Muscle Podcast starts now. Good morning, good people. Happy Wednesday. This is Jay-Z bringing you your dose of the Midweek Muscle Back at another Wednesday and happy, really happy to be here with you because there's so many things occurring that I kind of want to unpack because a week seems to be on hyperspeed anymore. Do you agree? Huh? Do you agree? Like good people, when I tell you it went from like March 1st to March 17th in like two days, I ain't playing. Because it did. It's like we blinked and it's already St. Patrick's Day. Gosh dang. Happy St. Patrick's Day. (laughs) I don't know what to tell y'all anymore. Um, And really, listen, if you grown and you trying to go somewhere, you ain't got to sneak. Just do what you're going to do. Because me trying to come in and tell you what should what you should do or shouldn't do or anything in between, now you feeling conflicted and defensive and like, I don't care about you. So go ahead and do whatever you're going to do. But I'm going to tell you something. Regardless of how you go about doing what you do, please, if you go out, be safe, wash your hands. And if you can, please still wear a mask, period. That's it. This ain't political. It's just I'm trying to keep y'all safe. So y'all can come back and visit me again next week. Oh, dang. Anyways, uh, but happy St. Patty's Day, guys. If you celebrate, if you don't, then, you know, March 17th. Happy March 17th. Happy middle of the week, right? Don't be a Debbie Downer. I don't even know why they call it Debbie Downer. Do you know? No? Okay, got it. All right, cool. Anyway. Well, guess what, good people? It's crazy because next week, this next week, next week, next Wednesday, the midweek muscle turns five. Yes, five. We have a fully functional toddler who talks back, (laughs) y'all. Like straight five years old running away. You grab their hand and their body goes limp. Like that part. (laughs) and still will come up and tell you they love you and give a big hug afterwards too so melt your heart all at the same time cannot believe this right who knew we would sit share kumbaya cry and grow this thing together who knew and too bad i don't have anything uh super like out of the box planned for next week, other than just a new series and some new ideas, but um, it's been tough to try to keep anything going over this last year, y'all. So, I mean, uh, I ask for grace all the time, and I'm gonna continue to ask for it for as long as I need it. Um, but I, but we're making it, and still lifting people up, and that's all that I could have ever dreamed of in my wildest years. That. I was in a, that I would ever be in a position to work with awesome people and just work on building others up. 
I mean, it's just, it's amazing. So for that, thank you guys. Thank you so much for what you build into this. And thank you so much for the efforts that you go about in listening and sharing. So if this is your first time and this is the first time you made it here today, you're in with us to celebrate a big milestone. Welcome. Thank you for being here. Um, I hope you enjoy the episode. Uh, but y'all, guess what? Wouldn't it be cool if I could release like a new something, something every day next week for the birthday week, that would be like super cool. Hmm. Now that the wheels are spinning, you never really know what might be generated come next week. So we'll see. Anyways, moving right along. Y'all, did you happen to catch the Grammys on Sunday? Grammys, 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 Grammys. It was lit, okay? It was, I don't even know all the other words. It was, it was live, no cap. <laughs> if you're doing the super cringe, I get it. Um, but no, it was really lit. Um, I, first of all, liked how, how it was small and quaint. Like I never thought, I don't get to watch TV much, but when I do, you know, it's something that I probably have seen. Sometimes it's new stuff. I, I can't I can't knock it. I've been able to catch a few things here lately now that I'm not studying anymore. So I've been a little more abreast of the new happenings on TV. But anyway, something like the Grammys, I've seen it year after year after year, not every year, but it's a really big year in music and I really love music. So it's something that I'm interested in, right? Um, I love the concert effect of it. I just love it all. But this year it was really, really small and very quaint. And I really appreciated that. Um, there wasn't too much going on where you couldn't hear the artistic breath of what the artist had to give. And you could get a really full glimpse of the minor performances that they had um, because cameras weren't panning all over the the staple center, getting all types of views of the crowds and the audience and all that stuff like that stuff. I, now that I've seen it this way, I don't know that I want to see it in the concert way anymore. I don't know, just my thoughts, but I love these types of awards because it has next level stories. And there are two things that captivate me, which is what brings me to this whole point of how we're getting to the meat, meat and potatoes of the midweek muscle. So if you're joining me for the first time, we don't always talk pop pop culture. We don't always talk news. We don't always talk politics. We don't, we don't talk about all those things all the time. We really just get the, to the core of building into you as an individual. And so I talked about the Grammys just to share this idea here. I love watching shows like that because here you have people on the screen, A-list celebrities, B-list celebrities, will you name it, uh, who are coming to these award shows to celebrate their accomplishments. But what I tend to find most rewarding and things that maybe we don't even think of as we're going about our days and non-celebrity status is one, the look of disbelief an artist gives when they win an award. Like the OMG, I can't believe it, pinch me, this isn't real, um, you know, those types of looks. And especially when the artist is like new, like the new artist awards, best new artist, best new pop song or whatever it is. Um, 
And I'll come back to that in a little bit. But then number two, the reason why these shows captivate me is the amount of starstruckness that occurs when other A-list celebrities are gawking at other A-list celebrities when they meet each other or when they're singing each other's songs. Like what a thrill. What a thrill. So it's like it would be no different than if you created a product and like somebody that you look up to in the city that you live in or the area in which you live in or the biggest boss that you could think of or 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 having somebody that you know because you've read about them or you've seen or you support their thing that they do, they're wearing your t-shirt or they're like drinking your beverage or they're eating your food or they're sporting your product in some way, shape or form, or that their company has called your company to do a service. What? Like, it's like, it's absurd. So I, I think it's really rewarding for me to see that exchange upon people that we like admire so much because we put them on a pedestal because they're celebrities, right? Um, But let's revisit this like new celebrity, like disbelief, like pinch me moment, right? So Meg Thee Stallion, if you're not familiar, she's a hip hop artist. Um, uh, The song of the summer was Savage. Um, And she did that song with Beyonce. So a lot of people know who Beyonce is uh, and her husband, (laughs) (laughs) Jay-Z. It, it, they made this song is called Savage. Um, And Meg the Stallion won for, uh, what is it? Uh, Best new song or... um, I can't think of it. Best new artist, I think, but she definitely won for best new song or something like that. I can't remember, but she walked up with Beyonce to give her acceptance speech. And before I butch it, I think she just takes the cake with how she responded to it. Check it out. Congratulations to everybody who was nominated because all of these songs were amazing. We wouldn't have, music really helped a lot of us get through the pandemic. So, like I said, shout out to everybody who's in here today because a lot of these songs really pushed us all the way through. Um, I definitely want to say thank you to Beyonce. (laughs) If you know me, you have to know that ever since I was little, I was like, you know what? One day, I'm going to grow up and I'm going to be like the rap Beyonce. (laughs) That was definitely my goal. And I remember I went to the rodeo for the first time and I saw Destiny's Child perform. And I was like, you know what? Yes, I'm about to go hard. I love her work ethic. I love the way she is. I love the way she carries herself. And my mama will always be like, Megan, what would Beyonce do? And I'm always like, you know what? (laughs) What would Beyonce do? But let me make it a little ratchet. (laughs) But... Gotta love that. And then you have the clip of H-E-R, hers, acceptance speech for best new song, If I Can't Breathe.
catch the vibe, right? So it was just an awesome experience to watch that. So I just absolutely love that. Love, 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 love that. Love the the black pumas that I think they were saying pumas. I mean, the rags to riches stories that exist even within their story alone. Just a lot. Harry Styles, you know, just just going for it. Billie Eilish, I, I just, and so many others, right? Um, Silk Sonic took me away. All right, I'm off. I'm I'm off the soapbox. I'm going. Okay, sheesh. Anyways, moving right along, y'all. I got pulled over last week. It would be me who gets pulled over in a flipping pandemic by the flipping police and gets a ticket. No, I wasn't speeding. Okay, there you go again. Always thinking the worst. I was actually, I ran a stop sign, okay? But it wasn't intentional. It's because the police had already pulled someone over and their car, from my vantage point, their car and the police SUV, uh, there was an obstruction of my view blocking the stop sign and I went straight through it. When he pulled me over, he was like, you ran it, you ran it. I was like, I'm not about to argue with you. Like, I don't recall seeing any stop sign, but whatever. And I figured out why. And I took photos. So now I got to go to court and all that other stuff. Um, and you're probably thinking like, okay, why are we talking about this? What's the point? Okay, I'm getting there. I'm getting there. If something small like that tips your scale, like, and make no mistake about it. Like, yes, I did, I did just live through 2020. And I do see like the reason why tensions would be so high with police officers and law enforcement, et cetera. But it's a traffic infraction. If something so small, has the ability to um, tip your scale. So in my case, my scale was completely tipped. I felt bad. I had low morale, everything. Especially after coming off of a week where I just had some bomb bleep news. It was just some great news all the way around. Then uh, resources would lead me to believe that you're probably stretched thin. If something small tips your scale, something minute, something that is just minuscule and into the grand scheme of things that you've already done or already accomplished. Something small tips you over the edge or tips your scale to where you're just feeling just down about yourself and low morale and just feeling bad, then it's probably because you're stretched a little thin. And here's, and here's what I'm going to say about that. You're, if you're feeling stretched, it's probably because you are. And how would I know? Is, is, is again, when simple things seem so monumental. Uh, and that is exactly my friends when you may be feeling stretched. Now, again, keeping in mind that this last year, like this is the actual full week last year that we went into complete lockdown. Like stores were only open, grocery stores were only open for a few hours, but everything else was completely shut down. At least schools, and, and, um, some other things were shut down, but I think bars and restaurants were still open in the evenings at this point. But anyways, everything was kind of shut down because we were preparing for what was to come. Now, this year has been filled with a lot to keep in, a lot to digest and a lot to try to figure out very quickly, right? And stay safe while you're doing it. And I mean, there are friends that I know as a result of this last year 
that have been completely disconnected from loved ones or their family members because of views on politics, a vaccine, mask wearing, what activities that they should oblige in or not oblige themselves with, vigilance over everything and carelessness over everything, not to mention the tragedy of loss that's been occurring and and also the old craziness you would have to deal with and manage in the first place. Like if you have small children who've completely been locked out of, oh, excuse me, if you have small children that have been completely locked out of their everyday events and activities, enough to drive you mad, right? And it's no offense to the kiddos. It's just, it's the harsh reality of what we've had to do as parents. Um, So check this out. Even if you had a winning 2020, because not everybody was out here losing. Hello, people made some huge gains in 2020, even though there were a lot of people that lost. But if you were a person that had a winning 2020, you've still been asked in that same breath to manage some concepts or or fallout or asked to assimilate in ways that accommodate others that didn't necessarily accommodate you uh, or your loved ones, you probably felt some feelings of guilt for stifling your celebration for the things that you won, right? And so I I just want to take the time to share that if it's, if you're feeling a bit stretched, it might be because you are. Um, and so listen, I, I, I'm not quite sure of what your physical, you, the list, yes, you tap, tap, tapping on your shoulder. Yes, you, I'm not sure of what your, and I keep knocking into the boom cast. My goodness. I'm not sure of what your threshold of tolerance is, but there's something that I do know is that we all have one. And if you're feeling a strain from a place within that you just can't seem to shake, And maybe because, again, you're stretched a little thin. So how do you shake it? You might ask. I have a couple things for you. Um, And don't worry, they're less risky. It doesn't require you to go out and spend a ton of money or spend a lot of time doing things. It's just a bit of reflection. And it may be something that we thought would be a little less productive than what it actually has the ability to produce. So let's check it out. So how might I be able to shake that feeling of strain or that feeling of stretch thin or what we would call emotional drainage. Um, This concept, I'm actually going to pull from the book Zen and the Martial Arts by Joe Hyams. And this concept of what immediately came to me was this concept of active inactivity. It could be something to help. Check this out. Hyams writes, the concept of doing nothing which has nothing to do with just not doing something. It also is an activity and an exercise. Now, y'all, I need to learn this. So I'm tuned in. It's like I am talking to myself in this moment. So check this out. He goes on to say, he goes on to refer to uh, Bruce Lee. Uh, which was his instructor at at the time when he wrote this book. He goes on to say um, that Bruce Lee said, when I attack, I always try to pause, stop action, to study my opponent, 
and his actions before going into action again. Thus, allowing myself time to sense my own internal processes as well as my opponent. Now, y'all, I'm big on metaphors. And if you know, I know that we're not walking out into our everyday lives, getting into martial art fights or, you know, fighting people with our hands and feet and whatever other fancy weapon we may have. But there are opponents, just like I spoke of in the last episode around fear. Fear is an opponent. Um, There are opponents and battles that we face daily, which can contribute to like things, things that we tell ourselves, the doubt, the worries, uh, the stress at our jobs, the the feeling of I have to do when I don't feel like doing like all of those are opponents. And so if you can take your mind away from fighting someone, but rather fighting a feeling or an emotional distressor, uh, an emotional stressor that has the ability to distress you, um, then, then you may be able to see how active an activity could work. Now, not so sold on Joe Hyams and his Zen and the Martial Arts, while HBR, Harvard Business Review, uh, also released uh, an, a series of articles talking about emotional drainage. And they indicate that reducing exposure from the things or people that contribute to your strain or emotional depletion is helpful. Because emotional depletion is at the heart of burnout. So again, I've said it multiple times. If you're feeling the stretch, it's probably because you are. If you're feeling the strain, it's probably because you're right there. But it's also attached very closely with burnout. And so if you haven't reached burnout yet, this is why you need to pay attention to that feeling. Uh, HBR also goes on to say, well, what's some other ways that we can compete against this? Let's say you're like, I'm at work. I can't just avoid the thing or people that cause me emotional drainage. Okay, cool. Check this out. They go on to say that learning to conserve is also a helpful tool. Learning to conserve, conserving your energy, conserving that emotional tank, conserving that physical exertion. Conservation is key. Why did I talk about Joe Hyams? is because we go back to this concept of active inactivity. If HBR, a reputable, reputable source, is saying that we need to learn how to conserve, then there may be a little nugget in that active inactivity that we should consider. Check this out. Hyams continued from the quote that I had mentioned before. He continued from that point and said, for some time, I had allowed my work schedule to pattern my life. Then one day I was overwhelmed by the pressure. I realized that there was a parallel with my experiences on the mat when engaged in a bout with an overpowering opponent, i.e. think life, think work, or think of something close to that, etc. Despite all the pressures, I decided to take a day off, a pause during which I plan to do nothing and study the situation. The pause worked wonders for me. I assessed my predicament 
settled on a future course of behavior. And I have discovered that doing nothing can sometimes be more important than doing something. Why is it so controversial? It's because it's countercultural. We are, we go through days, daily messages of doing something is better than doing nothing at all. Doing, you have to take the first step. You have to try, you have to get up. You have to go, 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 go. You have to do something because if you do something and you figure out it doesn't work, you learn what not to do. We are constantly bombarded with messages of go. And I'm no stranger to that because I speak of it regularly, right? Here's the difference though. He says, sometimes doing nothing can be more important than doing just something. And it's for the reasons of assessing your situation, paying attention to your internal processes and being able to assess the external force or the opponent or however you look at it. And this is why an active inactivity is so important. So then what does HBR say? What's the third tip that we could take away from preventing emotional drainage or addressing emotional drainage. Y'all want to know what this is? It says, they said, fuel, refuel, fuel and refuel. What fills you up? Again, if you say I'm at work and nothing can fill me up, then I, you know, again, let's think about some things that we can do here. If it's not at work, then what are some things you can do to fill up your tank outside of work? But HBR takes it one step further and says, no, at work, you can try these things. They say by by using mindfulness practices, such as paying attention to your experiences from moment to moment, focusing on your breathing, spending 10 minutes thinking about what you're grateful for, or intentionally looking for what's positive, these are yet other ways to refuel. Research shows that people who do this work at work experience lower levels of emotional exhaustion. Y'all, when I say the mind is powerful, it really is. The mind has the ability to take a stressor and merely defeat it with the act of doing nothing but paying attention to breathing and what you're grateful for. Like that's a powerful tool. I know that I say that at nauseam. You know, take the moments to find out the things that you're grateful for because by starting your day with that, you're already starting with an attitude of gratitude. More importantly, you're able to identify the areas that you can experience gratitude when things may not look so great. Um, and it's not a practice of being in denial, it's paying attention to those feelings so you can name them and then address them. We can't address what we can't quite name. So good people, I just thank you for giving me the extra time to go over these few things on, man, if you're feeling stretched, then it's probably because you are, but it's also because I care to give you tips to help you level set, not only with the, the external forces around you, the obstacles that stand in front of you, but with the obstacles that are buried deep within that sometimes we're feeling something. We just don't say it. We just try to power through it, but not everything is meant to be powered through. Sometimes we just have to sit back and address it. And this little nugget today helped me because sometimes I'm so busy turning away at doing something that I miss the moments where I could be doing nothing. And that could just be the thing that I need. <laughs> 
Good people, I hope you found this helpful this week. Hey, if this was your first time joining, we do this kind of thing every single week, a little less pop culture involved because, you know, the Grammys aren't happening every single week. Uh, but we, we, we do try to get together and make it a thing every single Wednesday. As a matter of fact, for the last five years, we've made it a thing every single Wednesday. And I'm grateful for the ability to have done that. So if you give me your presence again, I promise not to let you down. Next week is the birthday. We're gonna celebrate our big five-year-old toddler. Um, And then of course, bring your ideas, bring your thoughts, bring your love and warm well wishes or your concerns because we welcome those too. Jay-Z at themidweekmuscle.com. If not, you can find me on all socials at the midweek muscle. If you've made it this far, you've made it to the end of the cast. And I thank you guys so much for everything that you continue to pour into this show and make it breathe life as it is until this time next week for the big old birthday bash. I'll tell you guys, take a moment to be active in your inactivity and let's see how far that can take us this week. And until next week, I thank you. Wash your hands. I love you. And as always, let's go.